Happy Friday, we've made it, and this is KJZZ's Sun Up, your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hello once again, I'm Phil Latzman. The podcast you're listening to is a daily digest of the news events here in Arizona. And we have made it to Friday. It is the 16th of February, and let's get an update on the news as we head into what should be a gorgeous weekend around the Grand Canyon State. Republican Maricopa County Supervisor Clint Hickman says he will forego re-election in order to spend more time with his family. He's represented the West Valley's District 4 since 2013. Hickman and other supervisors did face threats and harassment after voting to certify the 2020 election in Maricopa County, but he says that's not what ultimately led to his decision. My Valentine's gift to my family was a little box called Time, and it's, and that time is going to be spent with them. Hickman says he doesn't have a hand-picked successor, but he hopes the candidate steps into the race who has a vision for growth in the West Valley. Meanwhile, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors will meet today to appoint a committee to fill a legislative vacancy, even though West Valley Democrats already nominated candidates for that position this week. From the politics desk, Wayne Shutsky explains. Democrats in Legislative District 22 selected three candidates on Monday to replace Representative Lee's son, who resigned last month. But they made those selections 10 days after Secretary of State Adrian Fontes officially notified them of the vacancy on February 2nd. State law requires local parties to nominate candidates within five days of receiving that notice. If they miss that deadline, the law calls on the Board of Supervisors to form a committee of residents in the Legislative District to nominate three candidates to fill the vacancy. Like Sun, those nominees must be Democrats. Wayne Shutsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix. After an armed standoff with police at his Tempe home, the former director of the State Department of Corrections was not charged with aggravated assault. As Matthew Casey tells us, the Maricopa County attorney has kept a promise to explain that decision. Tempe police said Charles Ryan pointed a gun at officers during a standoff at his home in 2022. But County Attorney Rachel Mitchell says body camera footage does not show Ryan pointing the gun directly at officers in a deliberate way. He's got a gun in his hand. He's moving it around. And so at some point that it crosses over the officer's Mitchell says she decided, based on a trove of body camera footage, Ryan's medical records, and talks with Tempe police leaders, that prosecutors could not prove Ryan intended to make officers fear for their lives. Ryan is serving probation after pleading no contest to disorderly conduct with a gun. Matthew Casey, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Self-driving car company Waymo issued its first ever recall on Tuesday after an incident in Phoenix. We hear more now from Jacob Seaver. The company said two of its autonomous vehicles collided with a pickup truck in Phoenix. The incidents, which took place last December, occurred when two Waymo vehicles collided with a tow truck that was improperly towing another vehicle. According to Waymo, the incident occurred due to a software error that failed to properly predict the movement of vehicles being towed. New software was installed in all of its vehicles between late December 2023 and January 2024. Approximately 444 vehicles were impacted. Rideshare service using the vehicles was not hindered at any time due to the error. Jacob Seaver, KJZZ News, Phoenix. More news from the legislature. In Arizona, it is legal to secretly record a conversation you're having with somebody, but a measure to criminalize those one-party consent recordings advanced at the Arizona legislature on Thursday. And from the politics team, here's Cameron Sanchez with that. 
Representative David Cook says a bill he's sponsoring that would make it a felony to record someone without their consent is targeted at AI scams. But the Arizona Media Association and the Arizona Police Association oppose the bill because of its potential broader impacts, although law enforcement is exempted. Cook says he's willing to amend the bill and won't move it forward until stakeholders are more confident. We need to address the threats of AI to our individual security liberties and protections. A one-party consent conversation between Republican Senate candidate Carrie Lake and then-Arizona Republican Party chair Jeff DeWitt was recently released, driving DeWitt to resign. But Cook's bill was filed long before that incident. Cameron Sanchez, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Governor Katie Hobbs is on board with the new version of the so-called tamale bill that she vetoed last year. We return to the politics desk and Wayne Shutsky reports. The bill would expand the types of home-cooked foods in Arizona that can legally be sold to the public, like tamales. Hobbs vetoed a similar bill last year over concerns it could increase the spread of foodborne illness. But a new version of the bill passed through the Arizona House with unanimous support. Republican Travis Grantham, the bill's sponsor, says the new proposal was the product of negotiations with the governor's office and lawmakers in the state Senate. Many of the items that were of concern last year that were listed as a reason for veto were addressed in this bill. That includes language defining what constitutes a home kitchen and a requirement that home cooks have a food handler certification. A spokesman for the governor confirmed she supports the new bill. Wayne Shutsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Religious leaders from across Arizona say the state's affordable housing shortage has become a crisis. As Catherine Davis-Young reports, they're calling on lawmakers to do something about it. Reverend Hunter Ruffin with Church of the Epiphany Tempe says sheltering those in need is a moral issue for people of faith. And Ruffin says it's something that more and more frequently impacts congregations like his. Our front offices are besieged with calls asking for help paying rent. People experiencing homelessness live on our campuses. The nonpartisan group Valley Interfaith Project wants the legislature to pass a bill nicknamed Yes in God's Backyard. They say many religious institutions own land that could be used to build affordable housing. The bill would adjust zoning restrictions to allow that. The group also wants lawmakers to renew the state's low-income housing tax credit, which could help fund that type of development. Catherine Davis-Young, KJZ. ZZ News, Phoenix. Some education news now. The Paradise Valley Unified School District has appointed an interim superintendent to start in July. As Bridget Dowd tells us, it comes amid other big changes in that district. Current superintendent Troy Bales announced his retirement in November. That was less than a month before the district said it was considering closing four schools due to a decline in enrollment. Bales has since been criticized both by the public and a governing board member for not being transparent in that decision-making process. A complaint has been filed to the attorney general's office to determine whether or not open meeting laws were violated. The board voted last week to close three schools at the end of this school year. That's when Jason Reynolds will take over Bales' position. Reynolds was the super- superintendent of the Peoria Unified School District, where he retired in 2023, but worked in Paradise Valley prior to that. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix. COVID-19 may feel like it's in the rearview mirror, but health officials caution the virus is still circulating. And Dr. Nick Staub with the Maricopa County Public Health Department told KJZZ's the show most Arizonans are not up to date with their vaccines. We know that the updated COVID vaccine, that one that came out for this 
respiratory season 2023-24, we're looking at 10% or lower of individuals who have gotten that updated vaccine. So we have lots of room to improve there. The state health department reported more than 2,000 COVID-19 cases in the last week, and those weekly case counts have been falling, though, since late December. A new home for the popular spring training exhibit at the Mesa Historical Museum is in the works. Here's Jacob Seaver with more on that. Mesa Historical Museum is beginning a campaign for a new museum on their campus dedicated to the history of the Cactus League. The museum plans to renovate the historic Lehigh Auditorium located on their property. Having already received $100,000 in funding from the State Heritage Fund, museum officials believe the project is well within reach. Susan Ritchie is the executive director at Mesa Historical Museum. There's always been talk about how it would be so great if we had an actual baseball museum because Arizona doesn't have a permanent facility that houses the story of Arizona baseball. According to Ritchie, the necessary renovations will require an additional $500,000 of funding. Jacob Seaver, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Meanwhile, the Suns have hit the All-Star break. Winners of 7 of 9, and they're 11 games over 500 in fifth place in the Western Conference. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker will participate in the game and festivities this week representing Phoenix in Indianapolis. Hockey, the Coyotes will try to snap a seven-game losing streak, season-long losing skid as they host Carolina tonight in Tempe. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ's Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast this Friday, February the 16th. I'm Phil Latzman. Great having you along. Have a wonderful weekend. We are back at you on Monday.